You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm Paul Ward from the Treasury Unit, and joining me in this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. Good morning, Ollie. Good morning. In terms of discussing these two important sectors of the Irish economy, we might start with the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI data release. The headline, Ollie, on this report is Manufacturing Conditions Stabilise in the Month of November. You might take us through the key findings of the report, please. Yeah, the, the headline index uh, picked up to 50, which is the break-even point, if you like, between uh, expansion and contraction. So that 50 reading was up from 48.2 in October and 49.6 in September. So uh, it signals a stabilisation in conditions of the manufacturing sector. Um, now, that's, the sector has really been in contraction bar one month since February. Mm. And what we saw was that it wasn't a big rise, it was a slight rise in uh, both orders and output, and they've been in decline since earlier on in the year. Now, so it does mark an improvement in business conditions in the sector, uh, its stabilisation rather than contraction. Um, and the Irish index, the, the indices picked up elsewhere uh, as well, but you know, the, the remaining contraction in the main economies, like the Eurozone index is very weak, it's at 43.8, okay. the UK is at 46.7, so th- there's ongoing contraction in the major markets there. Uh, at least the Irish one has sh- shown s- signs of stabilisation, and it is on the back of those small increases in uh, orders and output. Uh, you know, employment continues to grow, and we have seen CSO data in the last week or two showing strong growth in employment across the Irish economy, and that has been reflected in PMI service as well. Um, you know, a, a, an area of weakness remained, um, export orders continue to fall. Now, when I read the index readings there for uh, the Eurozone in the UK, those economies are very, very weak. Mm. So there is, you know, ongoing weak demand conditions, uh, sorry, external weak demand conditions, which is weighing on activity. So what the stabilisation was led by domestic demand here in the Irish economy. The, the other note feature, we saw this in October as well, is you know, a much greater focus on tighter inventory management. Now, I think that just reflects two things. One is the, um, the weakness in demand, particularly from overseas, but also you know, the, the, those issues we had around supply chains have largely abated, so it's a much easier source of stock and what have you. You don't have to maintain high inventories on concerns you might not be able to locate um, stock. So we saw marked falls in the stocks of both inputs and finished goods in the month. Uh, and the other noted feature remains uh, an ongoing easing of inflationary pressures in the sector. Yeah. You know, both input and output prices continue to decline. Uh, and that's been the case really now for the last six months. Uh, and globally, we are seeing downward pressure on the prices of uh, inputs for manufacturing and the prices of manufacturing goods. Now, that doesn't extend to services. But surely, surely that's good news for the sector, though, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're seeing it in the, you know, the sharp fall in CPI rates. I mean, yeah. The inflation rate was down to 2.3, 2.4 mm. in, uh, in November, the preliminary flash estimate. Now, obviously, a big part of that is, has been the fall in energy prices, uh, and that's been passed on in terms of lower utility prices for electricity and gas. But even when you strip that out, there's been a marked deceleration in the pace of what we call core inflation, yeah. you know, excluding food and energy. Uh, in the Irish economy and indeed elsewhere since around the middle of the year. Uh, now, firms remain optimistic about the uh, outlook. I mean, inflation is falling. There's growing speculation we'll get interest rate cuts next year. Yeah. Uh, while economies have been weak, recession has been avoided. 
So manufacturers remain optimistic about the outlook for uh, the business of the coming travel period. And then can I just ask, Ollie, is, is Ireland an outlier compared to its European counterparts because of our scoring versus what you said the European score was about 43, I think you said, wasn't it? The Eurozone's at 43.8 and the UK's at 46.7. Uh, you know, th- that shows, I mean, globally, manufacturing has been in contraction this year. Uh, and that's been more or less the case in Ireland. So what we've seen in November is signs of stabilisation. The sector okay. outputs yep. are a lot of falling. Uh, I, I would say, to be honest with you, we're seeing signs of stabilisation, but there's no real indication of an upturn yet in the, in the, in the sector. You'd want to see, um, you know, orders just roll slightly. Export orders continue to decline. So that really is not the basis for expect, expecting a, you know, an upturn, uh, certainly in the immediate future uh, over, the, over the winter. But I'd say the manufacturers themselves are more optimistic on a travel view. They might be looking at the bigger picture in terms of foreign inflation, expectations of rate cuts, etc. And, and can I just ask one last thing on the, the manufacturing sector, Ali? Uh, as you mentioned there about falling inflation, the input costs, and you did touch upon it there, but I mean, do you expect them to continue? In terms of well, if inflation continues to come down? Yeah, I mean, it, it reflects downward pressure on commodity prices. That's been a multiple feature this year. Um, and now, having said that, labour markets are tight and yeah. we're seeing upper pressure on wages. But for manufacturers, if they see, obviously, we, we saw cuts to energy costs, you know, utility bills announced in October, November. Uh, you know, oil prices have fallen again over the last uh, couple of months. Energy, pr- uh, sorry, gas prices uh, remain low, low relative to the last year. So there's every expectation we'll see another round of cuts in utility prices in March or April, yep. uh, which you know obviously big parts of input costs, particularly for heavy industry or, or your, uh, yeah. gas and electricity. Costs. Absolutely. So I think that will maintain the downward pressure on um, manufacturing output prices. Okay, and Ali, if we just switch across to the services sector, so the PMI index signalled growth with a reading of fifty-four point two in November, which is up from fifty-two point six in October. Can you give us your thoughts on the latest report? Yeah, it's, it's, it's signals growth. Now, I mean, I suppose what's notable about the November reading is the services sector has continued to expand this year, but the pace of expansion you know, has lost momentum over the last six or seven months. It's been slowing. Mm. But the November uh, index you know, picked up to 54.2 from 52.6 in October. Yep. Uh, and that signals a, you know, a re-acceleration in the pace of growth in the sector. So that's very welcome news. And 54.5, I mean, that po- that points, that's a, that's a solid enough reading. That, that, that points to solid growth in the sector. Um, and when you drop down into the subsectors, Ollie, is it around the same for each, or is there outperformance in certain subsectors? Well, the, I suppose the, the most notable feature this time, uh, there's four se- subsectors covered in, this, covered in the survey. Mm. And, you know, they generally have been ex- experiencing expansion over the course of the year. The exception has been the tourism, travel, and leisure sector, yeah. uh, and that actually picked up strongly in November, having seen a period of weakness going back for over the previous three or four months, uh, and that was one of the reasons why the index picked up, and you know, one of the reasons why the overall services sector slowed was uh, the, the particular weakness in transport, tourism, and leisure. So that's welcome. So the, the, there's a lot of encouraging signs in the um, in the. Um, so Oh, sorry, in the November survey, yep. as you mentioned, the growth was evident and good growth across all four subsectors. Mm. Um, then there was a strength in, in key metrics that are, you know, we saw a pickup in particular uh, in new orders, both export orders and domestic, which is good news in terms of um, yeah. uh, future business conditions. Uh, we saw uh, inflationary pressures continue to ease. But I think the, the improvement in uh, new orders is, is very heartening and signals, you know, improving demand conditions. Uh, and I said that was particularly evident, you know, that pick up in New Orleans was very evident again in the transport, tourism and leisure sector. 
So um, employment continues to grow in the sector. Yep. Uh, the backlogs are outstanding. Work continues to rise. Firms remain optimistic. So this this is a pretty good survey across yep. the board. And then um, again, you're asking earlier about inflation. Inflationary pressures, you know, have been more pronounced in the services sector. Now that's not the case in Ireland. That's the, that's the case everywhere. Yeah. But inflation pressures are certainly easing. Now input prices continue to rise, and a lot of that is you know a tight labour market, higher wages. Yeah. And wages will be a, a major part of the input prices of uh, service companies. But the the rate of increase, I think, the key point is it continues to slow, uh, and it fell to its lowest level since April 2021. That's for the input prices. Yep. And that slowdown uh, in input price inflation is evident on the output side. Okay, higher operating costs continue to pass on to consumers in terms of higher prices. But again, the rate of increase in the service sector charges of what people pay uh, fell to a two and a half year low. So again, in line with this, the, the, the official data from the CSO and statistical bodies across Europe, which show inflation falling, uh, but remaining still high, particularly core inflation, that's what we're seeing. So, you know, the, the, the core rate is decelerating as indicated by, you know, the, the data here for manufacturing, particularly services. The rate of inflation is easing. Uh, and that downtrend was very evident in official data for November in particular. Very sharp falls in the rate of inflation both here and in the Eurozone. Uh, we haven't got data yet for the UK, but I suspect that will be the case there as well. And just to finish off, Ali, so um, <clears throat> what do the PMIs collectively tell us about the state of the Irish economy now? And, th and the last thing I'd ask you then as well is we move into probably a more uncertain uh, 2024. Um, I mean, what's your expectation of the, of the, um, the, the sector's performance? Yeah, well, listeners will probably have seen data in the last couple of weeks which will give them a confusing picture about the Irish economy. We have the National Accounts data from last Friday and showed you know, a big fall in GDP, mm. national output. But on the other hand, the previous week then showed you know, uh, the court, th that data from the third quarter. We had the employment figures then, you know, the labour market data from the third quarter of the previous week, and they showed you know, another quarter very strong growth in employment, up by 1% in the quarter, 4% higher than year area levels. So, so how could that be? Um, I think a lot of the decline we're seeing in GDP in Ireland's case, is concentrated in the manufacturing sector amongst firms that have what we call uh, contract manufacturing abroad. In other words, they have activities that they've subcontracted to uh, operations in other countries. Yeah. It could be in Eastern Europe, it could be in Asia, in places like India, wherever, in, in the Philippines, Indonesia, even China. Uh, and that output, and it's, con it's concentrated in a couple of sectors. One is pharmaceuticals and it's around the production of vaccines. And secondly, in the ICT sector, which is the information communications technology, particularly around semiconductors, which go into laptops. Yeah. Both those sectors saw massive growth in COVID. COVID years, after, yeah. after COVID. So very strong growth in 21 and 22. What we're seeing is output in those sectors falling back to more normalized levels. Mm. But a lot of that output and goods are being produced abroad. So there really isn't an impact of the Irish economy in terms of employment and what have you. Where it is being seen, though, is a sharp fall off of corporation tax receipts. Yeah. That's the real impact. Yeah. So I think the underlying economy is doing relatively well. Um, and again, if we look across the world, the US economy is doing very, very well. The Eurozone is particularly weak. Mm. The UK is, is, is weak as well. Probably not as weak as the Eurozone. Yeah. So it's a mixed picture globally as well. So these PMIs, um, the, the weakness globally is particularly pronounced in um, manufacturing activity, and that's consistent here. All we're seeing is a stabilisation in the level of activity in the sector in November, not a rise. 
uh, and services sector, what growth, when we see it in the US in particular, very strong performance by the services sector on the back of consumer spending, etc. And again, the data that were produced for the Irish economy, that big fall in GDP, at the same time, they showed significant growth in consumer spending, and that yeah. obviously is the services sector. So th there's very much a mixed picture going on, uh, and I think the PMI data tie in with the official data from the CSO. In terms of next year, I think if we can get through the winter uh, without economies in the Eurozone and the UK dipping into recession, now it's a pretty close call. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt that the fall in inflation will boost real spending power, yeah. uh, boost real household disposable incomes. And if that is followed by uh, interest rate cuts, now the markets are pricing rate cuts for you know next spring. Yeah. That might be a bit early uh, because you know this would represent a change in direction by central banks in terms of tightening, if we go to <coughs> tighten enough to go into cutting rates. They'll want to be pretty sure that they're on the right track to do that before they do it uh, or commence that, that policy shift. So the rate cuts may not arrive until the summer. But regardless, I think you know, the, the, the fall in inflation the weak backdrop for growth, particularly in the UK and in uh, the Eurozone, would appear to set us up for interest rate cuts, uh, yeah. if not in the spring, uh, from summer, summer onwards. So the combination of falling inflation, boosting real incomes, and obviously an easing the monetary policy in interest rates, um, you would hope that uh, maybe in the second half of next year, in 2025, we'll see a re-acceleration in the pace of economic activity. Excellent, Dolly. Um, Firstly, many thanks for your time and thank you to all our customers and listeners for joining us today on this podcast. Please stay close to our latest podcast by pressing the subscribe button on AAB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcast. Many thanks. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.